Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Extra Points Podcast. Cousin Sal coming to you with his dear, dear pal, Dave Damashek. It is Wednesday morning. The NBA season is over. Unless you count Summer League and the Olympics and the draft and everything like that. But it is over, Shaq. The Bucks won. They're the champs. 105-98. They covered two. That's all anyone really cares about. First title since 1971. They were a plus 650 price to win it all. Yes, I said Suns and Six. Sheck, I think you said Suns and Six or Five or something. I said in Five, yeah. But please, uh, point of etiquette before we proceed here, please. It's yeah. Coach Sheck, Sal. Please, you want to you want to address me? Be a gentleman. Your Coach Sheck? Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Oh, yes, I heard. I heard about that. There's some people very sensitive in there. Or Your Highness, I'll take either one. I but but please. You've Come been Dion for 46 years. You've been a coach for uh, six months. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, Coach Coach Sanders. All right, yeah, we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, hey, we have Michael Fabiano coming on. Fantasy legend. He knows it all, right? I know you think you know more than him, and we're going to get to it, but Michael Fabiano is joining us. What well, does he Sal, do? Sal, it's time. we got to do it. Lizza. Yeah. You smell XM that? Fantasy. Yeah. It's football. Football's in the air, Sal. The, the the NBA season is out of the way now. There's nothing but baseball laying right. out before us. Pre-season. Are you doing a FanDuel read right now? It sounds like you're setting up. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> <sighs> Smell the dingers in the air. There you uh, go. Not bad. Well, baseball. I'm, I'm talking about football, Sal. But I know. let's talk about... I. I think a great question. I know in our fast-moving society, I really enjoyed that. It was wonderful stuff for the uh, for the good people of Wisconsin to get to celebrate something. Yeah. It was a magical moment, legitimately, unironically. It was really nice. Giannis, as likable a superstar as there is, and all of that. I wonder. First question before we dip back into in, into the game is. Uh, is that the are, are they one and done? Is this going to be? It has that feel of like pseudo small market. And I know in the 21st century, there's no such thing as an actual small market thanks to the digital age and everything else. But it kind of feels like Bill Walton winning it in 77 with the Trailblazers or Lou Alcindor winning it in 71 with the Bucks. It feels one and done, and it's going to stand decades from now. We'll look back and be like, remember that great Giannis Bucks 2021 yeah. season? It's hard to say they're one and done because, well, first of all, he's one of the two or three greats in the league, if not a number one, right, Giannis? I mean, and I'm not just saying that because he scored 50 points and went crazy. And uh, first of all, I don't know what happened with that. First, 26 years old, five-time All-Star, two-time MVP, one NBA title, one finals MVP. Now, so if you want to say it's one and done, it's likely that it's one and done. But the, the way these guys are, they could add players. I don't know. The Dame Willard could come to the Bucks, and they could, you know, they can win three more. I don't know that there's going to be any dynasties in the next few years, just the way I mapped out where players could switch it up. But here's the thing, Shaq. There's two ways to look at this. You could say you could be a cynic and say they got lucky, right? This is a year where everyone was hurt. AD on the west side, Kyrie, Harden on the east. They got Harden lucky. Played. Is that all right? They Does that make lucky? me a bad really? guy to say that they got lucky? I mean, listen, I'm happy for Milwaukee. I'm happy for wow. Giannis. I'm happy for But yeah, of course. Would they have won the title had the, had uh, 
Brooklyn's big three been healthy and ready to roll? No, of course not. So, well, did they get I mean, much luckier than anybody else? I mean, I think you yeah. have to appreciate their greatness. They're down 3-2 to the, to the Hawks. They're about to go down 3 nothing to the Nets. Giannis twists his knee. I mean, it's almost magic the way it was it's like David Blaine shit, the way he comes back from that twisted knee, right? And it's old-time basketball. I think that's what people don't like. People cry for old-time basketball. Oh, it was great. The Lakers and Celtics, 88-89. Yeah, lots of points in the paint for the Bucs. Uh, not so many threes for the Suns. They weren't rotating the ball. And I think people were bummed out about it. And they can't appreciate the greatest closeout game of all time, maybe. 50 points. 14 rebounds, 17 of 19 from the free throw stripe. Come on, let's give it up for them. Big, big win. I don't think there's an asterisk. I thought about it. I okay, like it. here's the asterisk. Go ahead. What the hell game has Giannis been, been, been playing? What long play did he indulge now for the last however many years where now in the one game where it matters, not since Balboa, before, you know, uh, of course, I, I, this is old news to you, Sal. Mm -hmm. But, of course, Creed barely survives a controversial uh, decision that goes to the cards right. uh, to, to retain the heavyweight championship belt um, in, in Balboa Creed 1. And then they tangle again. And, you know, Balboa, to prepare for that one, he revert, he goes righty. You know, that's what, uh, what, right. what, it, what trainer Mickey... Uh, tells him to do. and so. But right in the 15th round, he goes back to being lefty. That felt too late, but it worked out. You know, mm -hmm. a, a spoiler alert, Balboa uh, knocks out Creed to, to claim the belt. Same thing here. What the hell was Giannis doing shooting 50% free throws for his entire career and then does this? There's something hustle. fishy going on, Sal, and I don't <laughs> like it. No, what, what the hell? I mean, that was crazy, right? That is, I mean, really, it is the literal difference in the game. Is how many is him shooting a higher percentage than he typically does is the margin of victory in game six. And somehow he was 10% worse in Deer Nation than he was on the road, right? At free throws. Yeah. It was phenomenal. That's why, yeah, I, I get it. I, I don't or I don't get it. I don't know why it's I, I don't get the whole knee thing. He should have been out a year. Are our eyes deceiving us? Or forget, maybe we shouldn't even count on replay because what I saw on replay looked like that guy was done for a long time, and now he's, he brings these bucks back. I think it's inspirational. It's all those things. Whatever. What do you want to do? You want to put an asterisk by it? Fine, but great job by Giannis. I don't know. It won't I, I can't be, say enough. The, the good news is that for everybody, the curmudgeons who want this asterisk, I don't think this rises to the level of um, – like the Marlins, people, when you hear the Marlins won the World Series, you always think, like, that sucked and that was mm -hmm. bad. I don't think that's how we'll come away from this a year from now, five years, 20 years from now. I don't think we'll look back and think fraudulent. That's bad news for everybody who wants, who will always, there will be people in your life a quarter century from now who will be like, where the Lakers are, or the Clippers fans are concerned, where you'd be like, Giannis in 2021, they'll be like, yeah, but we would have won if Kawhi didn't get hurt. Like, yeah, nobody remembers that anymore. This right. this, this was a feel-good moment in sports America. Let's embrace it. Let's not uh, let's not throw slings and arrows at it right now. That's well, let my, me ask you this. I sense. agree. And what does it mean, though? Like, all right, maybe too much is being made of, well, he didn't chase a ring, and he did it. Well, they traded for Holiday, pretty good player. They, uh, you know, they got added Middleton, very, very good player, would be the star of a team, most teams, you know, if there was no Giannis. Uh, so he didn't exactly do it on his own. 
But what does this do for other teams? Like it, uh, the Nets just must be demoralized, except for the fact that they're favored, and we'll get into that to come back. They're like two to one to win it next year. But what does it do to like a Dame Lillard? Like say, wow, whereas maybe two weeks ago he was thinking, I got to jump on one of these super teams, right? Maybe now he's like, no, no, bring a couple to me, right? I think that seems more gratifying. Does it change anyone's mindset or is it just this is, okay, they got lucky and we're going to move on and I'll, I just need the best path to win a title for some of these superstars? The Lucas, I think it's about expectation and, mm-hmm. and um, different level of expectation. I think if you're Dame Lillard and you look at that and you say you have a singular moment in that town, you are – I mean, Dame Lillard is already iconic in in Portland, I mm-hmm. assume. But, um, you know, there's a different thing. Like I say, Bill Walton winning it in 77. This is this transcends space and time. Like Bill Walton is a hero forever in Portland, Lou Alcindor in Milwaukee, at least until he forced his way out of there and to move to, to Hollywood. Um, but those singular kind of one-off titles mean yeah. so much to, to – not, not to – and I – uh, like I I said a couple minutes ago, New York City, Los Angeles, Chicago, these metropolitan cities, um, it feels good when your team wins a title there. But there's something about in a in a smaller market where just one mm-hmm. is enough and will keep you warm through the cold years and decades for a, for a long long time. I think that's what Giannis winning this one in Milwaukee does. If you're go sure. if you sign with the Lakers. It's a different standard of expectation. You're you're not doing it to see if you can if you can thread the needle for one magic year. Instead, it's the, about the it's casting a wide net and accumulating a number of those. Uh, oh, NBA for, for title all trophies, time, right? if Dave Lillard goes to the Lakers and they win a title, he's still in the. I don't know. Does he crack the top ten of great Lakers start? No, no, right? He can't. I'm with you. I yeah. always say if I were if I were a 17 year old. Uh, blue chip running back. I would not mm-hmm. be going to USC to see if I could add my name to to the list of uh, running back. You, I'd go somewhere right. that had no hit. I'd go to Oregon State so that they would and be and go down as the greatest Oregon State football player of all time, so that they would build a statue of me outside the stadium. I ain't getting no statue outside of USC stadium. Uh, my name's just getting added to a long list of other great players. I don't want yeah. that, you see, because I'm vain. So. Giannis well, is now know, for all of that. time is the greatest, uh, you know, is yeah. it the greatest Milwaukee player? It's up with there with Hank Aaron and um, I don't know who else. Well, I mean, you got uh, we'll we'll talk about you got Green Bay. Green Bay's not Milwaukee. You're not counting that as a. I, I know it's hours away, but it's still the hometown guy. But Aaron I guess Rodgers yeah. But you you get my larger yeah, point sure. that there's Basketball a different level of expectation. You, you get sure. one, and that now you get super teams are the stuff of. You know, like, well, let's let's cast a really wide net and yeah. see if we can get like three titles in the next four or five years here. I feel like that was the premise of what the Nets were trying to do here. This would have been the first in a series of titles had the Nets won it or the Lakers two in right. a row or so on. This is different. I, I, but, but then again, no, I, I'm not uh, I'm not impugning the uh, the Bucks future. Maybe, you know, no, I like what it a means. year from now. I, like- I doubt we are. Optically, I like what it means. It's a, an extra fu. Not only did they beat the Nets, but it's an extra fu to them. And I know they were banged up, and right when they all play together, it's going to be a different story. But it's like, yeah, we did this relatively on our own. Didn't create a super team. Just sign, re-signed with the Bucks, right? Like, what you know? How much 
you know, how, how much confidence can you have in that? You re-sign with a team. I'm going to take them to a title. And it didn't look good for a while. But great. When I like, like, uh, you talk about guys moving around. Magic Johnson's like, hey, Chris Paul, how about you go with your buddy uh, LeBron and AD? And we do it. We run it back with the Lakers. Uh, Chris Paul famously got traded to the Lakers. And then it was, uh, what's his name? Well, I can't remember. David Stern said, no, no, we're not going to do this. It looks silly now. That, that was a considered collusion or whatever it was considered. But Chris Paul, to, I, those three guys, what do they play? Like six games together? <laughs> they play 18 minutes together? Chris Paul, I don't like that idea right off the top. Yeah, I mean, right. Then it, it, it does now, In it, it, when you put it next to what the Bucks just did, yeah, it'll feel cynical. If you hear Chris mm-hmm. Paul, uh, if his reaction is, all right, I got close, not close enough, I want the ring, I'm going to go there. On the other hand, I also think it's a little funny. It's good that Magic Johnson is now floating that because it, it, it uh, would benefit his team, the Lakers. Yeah. But I also think I, I I also am not overly cross or judgmental about guys who are so-called ring chasing when Magic Johnson, as I've said many times before, was gifted by the basketball gods, a team that already had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and a year later had James Worthy on it. So yeah, he yeah. didn't have to ring chase. This was pre-free agency. You're not, yeah, not going to do Larry it with Bird was Kurt born Rambuses. into a good situation too. I exactly. mean, let's, right. They didn't need to do that. These guys kind of do. And is it crazy that Kevin Durant would wa- would have wanted, in hindsight, to be the best player on a generationally great and dominant team mm-hmm. with the with the Warriors? I don't think so. It was fine by me if he wanted to do that. They're, you know, entrench himself as the best player on the decade's best team. That's crazy. You know, I, I think not. So way too early, 2022 NBA champs. I'm looking at the odds. We'll dive in deeper this on uh, Against All Odds tomorrow. We'll, we'll go over uh, actually the draft odds and MVP and all that. But the Nets, oh, it jumped way up. Wow, from 195 to 2-1 to one odds. Imagine a team being 2-1 to one odds. To win the title. They got knocked out in the semifinals. Lakers six to one. I don't like that either. Bucks to repeat plus eight fifty. Suns twelve to one. Clippers thirteen. Warriors thirteen. Then you got teams like the Jazz, the number one seed in the West, thirteen to one. Sixers, number one seed in the East. Did I get that right? They were, right? Sixteen to one. And so on and so forth. Hawks are fun at thirty five to one. I'm going Clippers. Sure, Kawhi might hold them hostage. Obviously, I'm betting that he's coming back, but it seems like he's going to resign. I think they would have gotten the finals if he hadn't gotten hurt. Uh, I think they end up in the finals next year if everything plays out. So I think 13 to one is good value. How say you? It's not fun to pick the Nets here. Don't pick the Nets. I mean, all right, I won't pick the Nets, but Come if on. the Nets are healthy and ready to roll and now have uh, added a chip to the shoulder of uh, we'll show you what would have happened if we would have just been healthy because this year we're going to be healthy. Um yeah. I like the uh, Clippers, although they do need to change that name. Let's uh, let's make that our off-season campaign. <laughs> they right. not need to become the Hollywood Stars or the Hollywood Knights or something. They wash off the stink of being the second-place um, team in, in Los Angeles forever, Clippers. Um, I will go with, uh, with the Lakers on the assumption that they will ring chase to the tune of Dame Lillard or maybe mm. Chris Paul or someone else. They will land somebody that is the difference there. We see what the liability was aside from Anthony Davis's health. They will go get a suitable point guard for a superstar town that needs to complete the big three, and they will return the NBA to its 21st century, uh, 21st century sense of normalcy. Well, and that's the thing. Be that. 
That's pretty good odds if you're baking in the idea that they're going to get a shooter. Because I don't know how that team doesn't have a shooter right now. But six to one on this current squad, I don't think it's happening. Well, uh, that's no, why I'm, I'm betting older, that yes. they will do something. Right. And I think the odds indicate that, yes, this is a team that's going to go out there and, and do something in free agency. Uh, real quick, because we have Michael Fabiano waiting. We're going to talk fantasy football. I love that we're talking football. Uh, uh, most memorable moment in the playoffs? Or most memorable Whatever it is, Suns and Four guy. I guess it's got to be Suns and Four guy. The bending of the knee of the of Giannis, which didn't matter. The alley oop with Giannis and Holiday. The block of uh, Giannis on Aiden. What am I missing? Trey Young trolling the Knicks fans was fun too. Which is yours? There were a ton of uh, fun memories. I'm sorry. After everything I just said and celebrating the magical 2021 springtime run, all those people, you know, disgusting, by the way. That's all I, if I were 20, I would have been out there with all the Bucks fans outside jumping up mm-hmm. and down. Uh, now I look at that and think, like, that's neat to see. But shame the devil if you stuck me among uh, all those people. I would be so oh, grossed out by jumping around for three or four hours with all those yeah. people. That that looked awful to me, but well, also it, delightful. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm with you on both. It, it was, it's Times Square, New Year's Eve, but not freezing, just like sticky and stinky and, and humidity. But uh, that, uh, but you're not taking that as your moment. I'm going to take, moment. for all the celebration, I'm sorry, I have to say, all the injuries i mean that's the story of these uh, of mm. these playoffs yeah Giannis's bounce is remarkable the knee in the context of like that guy his knee bent the wrong way two weeks ago and then he's making those superhuman plays but really the bounce that he has is unlike anything we've ever seen for any anybody close to to that physical height seven feet tall right and his ability to elevate in an instant is is you know it looks like I don't know, Spud Webb in a dunk contest, except he's seven feet tall. It's really, really quite remarkable. And we saw a number of examples of that. But yeah, the injuries, that's what impacted the result that we have. So that's you what, what I'll probably think about. It makes me think less of Nancy Kerrigan. Get out, rub some dirt on it. Get out there, right? Amen. I'd like, Amen. Let's get her on the podcast. Let's interview her and be like, oh, what's up here? Want to Let's charge her with sedition. Like why didn't there. she? Why she didn't? She couldn't do it for the red, white, and blue. Old Glory wasn't right. inspiration enough to heal her knee. Shame the devil. No, maybe the Bucks will sign her. Maybe she has something to prove. All right, we got our buddy on the line here. All right, he's not really on the line. This is a podcast on Zoom. So, but he's here with us. He's a fellow Cowboy fan, but also a Yankee fan. I feel shocked that those cancel each other out. In my book, I know they're oh wait big wait wait strikes big strikes. For both of uh, for you, anyway, you look at it. Senior fantasy analyst for Sports Illustrated, Fantasy Dirt on Sirius XM. Yes, that's where you could hear him. Michael Fabiano is here. What's happening, buddy? Oh, man, it's all good. I can't wait to talk to you and Dave. I know exactly what's going to be coming up. Uh, going to be a lot of fun. I've had you guys on the program multiple times, and uh, yeah. always love your appearances. He's yeah, already we know. We know been about, about how you're a front runner. Go, so go ahead, Shaq. Listen. Well, that's why that, by the way, two two things, I'm I'm of two minds on this. First of all, Fabiano is the all time front runner. Now to his Mm. credit, he has at least (laughs) been loyal in his own reality to his teams from 10 year old, Michael Fabiano. He decided that the Cowboys, how old eight when you did that, that, that about makes that, that checks out like Roger Staubach's Cowboys are good. So he embraces them. The same age. How old are you, Michael? Do you want to say? Uh, I'm going to be 48 uh, next month. 
Okay, so we're right around the same age. Staubach's probably a little young. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't get to. I didn't Staubach. get to watch yeah. Staubach. I, the, the first, actually, the first uh, game that I watched, NFL game. It mm-hmm. was an Eagles Vikings game. It was Tommy Kramer against Ron Jaworski, and I actually mm. talked to Jaws about that on my show uh, earlier this year. And it was a huge game. Both quarterbacks put up big numbers. I know fantasy wasn't big back then, but it was a maybe it was a. Uh, a, a look at things to come in my life because it was a massive performance fantasy wise for both quarterbacks. Mm. Chuck I, Foreman, Ahmad Rashad, Sammy White. Right. Am I getting all those? Wilbur right. Montgomery. Exactly. You're naming them all. Sam. Harold Carmichael exactly. on the other side. Yeah. Right. Wilbur Montgomery. Uh, but I, yeah. I didn't, um, I didn't start rooting for the Cowboys probably until 81. Um, I started rooting for, and we'll get into this of course, because uh, Damashek loves this. I, I started rooting for the Lakers mm. in the 80 finals against the Sixers when Magic Johnson played center and Kareem was injured and I fell in love with Magic Johnson. Fell in love. Oh, with well, he's winning. That's to say he swoons for that guy. Ooh, who's the, who's so, the guy winning the MVP hey, of the finals? Many, Tell me how more. Many people, how many people in, in say, you know, the, the 90s uh, were nowhere near – Chicago lived right. nowhere near Illinois, but were in love with Michael Jordan, thus rooted for the Bulls. That was kind of the thing with me with the Lakers. And I loved Magic Johnson, you know, James Worthy, uh, who was a North Carolina Tar Heel team. I also you also like, like he likes UNC. He likes mm. the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers and the New York Yankees. And, and you I don't think something's fishy about defense, that. First off, and as an eight year old, I don't know what a front runner is. I have no idea. I'm just it's looking you. at you just had, no, if your eyes no. worked in the mirror, then that then that's what told you what. A but Chet, why is. why is this a surprise to you? You have fifteen kids. This is how it happens. They, uh, they want they like a winner, right? Like the Chiefs, uh, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl a couple of years way, ago. My seven year old way. gets a Chiefs cap. I was like, there's no avoiding it. You just hope eventually it rounds out to something, right? Not crazy. The, the Yankees, it's a little the crazy that he's not, this. The Yankees were not great in the eighties, so that's I don't want to hear it. I mean. Danny I had to Tarnable deal with years. I had yeah. to deal with a bunch of bums, you know. I mean, remember, I'll always, I'll always remember that uh, the double play that the Chicago White Sox pulled on the Yankees at home plate, Carlton Fisk, as Bobby Meacham and Dale Bear are both rounded third, one yep. behind yep. the other, and they both got tagged out. Yep. The Yankees were bad. I mean, I know they won a lot of games in the eighties, but they never won anything, right? Mm-hmm. And. You, you have, you're a hero. That's all I can tell you. Listen, you're, I'm just you're saying a hero it's, not to all, all. it's not all sunshines. And ra- look at the Cowboys. As long as, as long as years, now we've we done nothing. I know. Nothing. The good news the is, is this the good this news point. is that yeah. now, since you love dynasties, your favorite fantasy football team is the Damashek Cool Cats, because as everybody knows who follows sports, the Cool Cats have won three of the last four fantasy crowns in my league with Sal and company, I mean, that's a, that's a level of dominance few, if any, fantasy football leagues ever experience. You must be honored to, you know, to be in my company now. I mean, Michael, I sit atop you the mountain right now. I, I, I'm waiting fantasy, to get my Cool Cats it, t-shirt. In general, lucky or good, put a percentage on it. Has that changed over the years, or is it always going to be 80, 20, or whatever uh, n- number you're going to throw at me now? I think you have to be good to get to the postseason, Right. You do? Okay. There's always going to be a little bit of luck involved, of course. Right. But once you get into the playoffs, hmm. I think you'd rather be equally good and lucky. Because 
you can end up going up against, say you're a one seed, you had a bye, you're playing in the semis, you could end up going against a six seed that has a player go off for, you know, three or four touchdowns or a quarterback goes off for 30 or 40 points and you're out. I mean, that's mm-hmm. happened to me so many times where I've been far better uh, on a on a production basis if we're looking at just sheer points uh, than my opponent. But that team has one or two players go bananas and my team doesn't meet expectations statistically right. and I'm out. And I think that's why a lot of folks out there are basing their leagues more on points than wins and losses because you can't play defense in fantasy sports. You can't mm-hmm. do it. But the ultimate goal is what? Scoring points. So Dave thinks he can do it. Yeah, loser talk. All I hear is loser. Two losers talking to each other, <laughs> eating their bananas. Whatever they're. I'll tell you what. We didn't lose. We didn't lose. We didn't lose the, the, we didn't lose the trophy. Yeah. Oh, what are the? Let me take a look at that. Wow. Wow. Trophies. Wouldn't that be nice if we had one in our league? Except that the winner of the last three or four years lost his. He thinks it's in his trunk. Maybe I don't. <laughs> too too busy knows? to look for it, but might be in Who his knows? trunk. Might be gone forever. Gigantic trophy too, Fabian. This is not something so I've got, it's like so losing a child. It's bigger than most of his kids. One of them was from a charity league that I won last year. The other one is from uh, a belt from the Busted Open League that I won, which is me and a a bunch of wrestlers. Akbar, Bajabi, and Miller's in that league. Uh, The other one is the Allison Chains Trophy, which is the the Vinnie Paul. Uh, Won that last year. It is kind of pathetic. (laughs) And then I've I've also got another one that belt hasn't come in yet from the King's Classic that I won. I had a good year. It hasn't come in yet. I had a good year in 20. I'm getting it when I go to Canton. I'm going to Canton next month to do this King's Classic event yeah. uh, where they have a draft. So uh, the guys over at Trophy Smack are awesome. I, I should set you guys up with them. Dave, if you can't find your yes. trophy, I'm sure they will gladly make you another. I mean, well, give me, like, a, give me four to six more months to look yeah, for it. Yeah, it's early. It's only been a couple of years that it's been lost. So it'll, it'll, it'll come up, I think. It'll pop up. Uh, I Michael, love it. I wanted, let, let's talk fantasy. Now, here's what's interesting. Around July 23rd, which is coming up every year for my East Coast League, which we've been doing since 1993, um, we do a draft order so that everybody... Now, now they have like automatically generated draft orders that you could go on Yahoo or CBS, but no one trusts anyone in our league, right? So you have to either be videotaping it, or but then they're like, well, is that the third time you videotaped it or the first time? So what I do is I do the Powerball um, numbers and I assign everyone zero through nine. And if the Powerball numbers add up to something like 126, whoever was assigned six gets the first pick, seven, second pick, third, eight. Oh, okay. Just for that, I know it's stupid. Anyway, I need uh, we need to have an order six weeks in advance do you, uh, do you have any other recommendations for that? Is six weeks in advance too early to have an order? Will you just drive yourself crazy or is it about right? Well, you can always uh, have draft, me obviously. do your draft yeah. order. I do like hundreds of draft orders now via Cameo. It's ridiculous. Really? Uh, so I what do you do? do? You just, how so do you do I, it? I literally will like, I'll grab, Damashek, you love this. Uh, I'll grab a hat and put all the names in it and I'll just pick them out on the video and throw oh, it up on Cameo. Um, I I actually had a request that was pretty cool before the British open. Uh, it was a 12 team league. They gave me the 12 names of the, of the managers and then 12 golfers. Mm -hmm. And I had to pick the team manager. And then the golfer that I picked next was the golfer. He was assigned. And however, that golfer performed in the British open is basically where they would Uh, uh, end up being slotted. So if if I picked, uh, what was it? Morikawa, is that his name? If That's right. He, it, whoever got Morikawa, he was the number one guy. Uh, he gets the yeah. number one pick in the draft. So that's kind of a fun, cool way uh, to do it. 
But yeah, yeah, I, you I, can I, assign I, everyone a major league baseball team. Well, baseball is harder, but yeah. basketball, what whoever scores more points and right. that, or more hits, or you something can do like anything that. like that. Yeah, exactly. I, Let I me. Mean, are, yeah. You know what, Joel, babyface Joel Solomon, jump on, give us a number for Michael Fabiano, cameo over under, and Dave and I will guess how much he charges. <laughs> Just, Joel, put, put a number out there. Mike, don't say anything yet. $45. $45. So we have to, we have, that's a probably, that's a good number, I think, to put it at. Shaq, you want to tackle it first? Did you just hear all the name drops and everything? Yeah, oh, yeah. Allison Chains, this yeah, yeah. Uh, wrestlers, that <laughs> uh, American Ninja Warrior, this and that. They definitely is is over forty five. Over forty five. Oh yeah, definitely. And he says he does. He says he did hundreds. Now I think he's just exaggerating. But I mean, that would be a lot. <laughs> I wish, dude. There's a ton. You wish you were exaggerating. Wow. It's, there's a ton that come in. Yeah. Shaq, you said over. Well, let's just I'm pick a price. I'll, I'll say over too. I'll say seventy-five. What do you say, Shaq? I'm gonna. I I, I think he charges sixty dollars. Okay. Ahead, you're Michael. both. You're both correct in that it's over, uh, but it's fifty dollars. Okay. All right, Shaq wins. He's closer. Oh, good. It's good $50. number there, Joel. Good number. Solid. You know, nice. I, Scott Hansen does them too. I think Scott. I mean, he charges like I don't know two or three hundred bucks, and he gets a ton more than I do because, of course, he's the face of you know Red Zone and NFL Network. What you a racket this is! That. What the hell goes on? You have all your well, fees paid for uh, doing cameo. This is speaking unbelievable. Speaking of the racket, yeah. here we go, Fabiano, with your big announcement here we go i know it's a little early on the on the fantasy football schedule to make the big announcement for our league of course i have kickout powers this year take it away cowboys fan michael fabiano go ahead tell your friend now that's what's, not, what's the big announcement what, what's the big announcement out. i don't even know i was just trying to make sal afraid oh. he's about to get kicked oh. out of the league right <laughs> now. oh i see oh i got you he wanted oh. me to say sal you're gone <laughs> No. Do it over Cameo. You're going to have to fork over the 60 bucks. I'm too cheap. Shaq. I don't want to pay that 50 bucks. <laughs> um, hey, Fabiano, do yeah, this for me here. Let's, yeah. you know, with weekly fantasy um, lineups, perfect lineups and all of that. Give me one for 2021 that is an unbeatable lineup. Oh, and the only, the only thing I'll take away, you know what? I'll even allow you to take Patrick Mahomes if you want to. Give me... Okay. Because I'm not positive he's your number one QB in 2021 if he, he plays been all the last 17. Two years, yeah. Right, well, right, because he misses right. games. But even if he plays the 17 games, I'm not sure he finishes number one this year because of the lack of running relative to some other guys. Go ahead, give me a QB, so, two runners, two wide receivers, and a tight end that would not lose the the total season. But is, are we taking advantage of his a, talents here? I feel like everyone could do this, but go ahead. All right. Right, but go, mean, no, like, all right. You know what? <laughs> Set it up better, Sal, because that's not a great question then. Well, me, I don't know. I, I would I would ask for sleepers, but um, I, whatever you're most comfortable with, Mike. I don't I don't want to do it. Right, because I mean, like, is it is it just like the ultimate fantasy lineup and it doesn't matter uh, where these players are going to get drafted? Because, you know, I'm not getting Christian right. McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook because they're going one, two. I'm not mm -hmm. getting Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. I'm not getting. But uh, you didn't have. Well, let me interrupt, though, yeah. because that's the point. Exactly. Uh, I think that just like anything else, we get in any other predictive kind of uh, thing that we would do uh, on any sport mm -hmm. there. I don't think the guys who were like, well, he's definitely going to be number one. Oh, he's the best running back in the league. I don't think it always winds up that way. But based sure. on preseason predictions. Right. I mean. Alvin right, Kamara I mean, would seem I, like an obvious pick, but he's kind of slightly built. And I wouldn't be surprised if he got banged up at this point in his career. The attrition at running back 
is a factor. So I would be more inclined probably to go a little young with somebody like Najee Harris. I'm not just saying that because no, he's yeah, on my favorite football team. I'm just I, like, there is something like That's Zeke Elliott a couple years ago. Like, of course he's the best running back. Would you want him for the last two or three years? Probably not. Are we going to scream at him for saying Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara? I mean, what, what is I don't this? know. Okay, what, what we'll say it this, uh, then, then frame it right. I See, I could cr- provide an alternate lineup that would not include Derrick Henry because the wheels are going to come off that guy at some point. Well, I like sleepers, and I say I don't like talking about this with you, uh, Sheck, because you know, because we're competing against each other. Uh, no, we don't have to compete. I could, you I and could me. be out. I can make true. it easy for you. That's true. I could give you a, a nice, easy, sweet release here in late <laughs> July, and that would be the end of it. You don't have to right. worry at all. Answer, answer Sheck's question, and then I want to go into sleepers because I, I do like a couple of guys. But okay, ahead, I, I mean, if if I'm going like I have free reign to take anybody uh it's you know i have mahomes one i have mccaffrey and cook one two at running back i have adams right now still not sure what's going on with aaron Rodgers and tyreek at number one and two could be stefan Diggs moving up if we find out that rogers is not going to play for the packers because adams will not be a top three wide receiver at that point i mean kelsey is the the easy answer at tight end he's been the best tight end five straight years uh i can go kicker on you i mean i'll probably go harrison butker uh, he as the top kicker in fantasy football. What? No. Okay. What are you talking? Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> not, not a surprise. He plays, you know, behind maybe the best offense in the league. I'm argue with you. Yeah. So right. I mean, those are the top guys, but things change all the time, right? All right. I mean, yeah, that's exactly right. Like my that's my point. Year, exactly. Terrible, so that's my point. I could I could give you. I'm not going to because Sal is sitting here. <laughs> I could give you a a lineup that at at, at uh, the end of the week 17 games or the week mm-hmm. 15 games, whatever. Yeah. will have more accumulated points than the lineup you just mm. gave. I could wow. do that. Hey, what do I always say? The only thing that's predictable about the NFL is that it's unpredictable. Well, let's let's start with the uh, the news of the week, right? So two big ticket news items here. Shafter reports yep. that the Packers, I'm going to be very stubborn with this and say that he remains with the Packers, even though everything indicates that he's not now. The Packers offered Aaron Rodgers some kind of crazy contract that would guarantee he's there five years and make him the highest paid, whatever, and whatever, okay? And he turned it down. Now, it's not clear at what point of the offseason he was offered this, but um, odds-wise, everyone's taking it and running with it. Check, I don't know if you saw this, but if you could bet on the Broncos opening quarterback, Rodgers isn't even in the consideration. It's Locke is minus 120 and Bridgewater's even odds. So, He's definitely gone, maybe gone. What does this mean to rankings? Should you trust him as much on another team as you would the Packers? I, I'm i not going to sit here and tell you that I have any clue what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, okay, then I leave will, the room. I, I will name drop. I will name drop, though, Shaq, because you know uh, I, I like to do that. In the last week or so, I've had mm-hmm. Adam Schefter on my show, Amon Green on my show, Kurt Warner on my show, Booger McFarland on my show. Uh, among others. And the only one of those guys who said that Rodgers will be back was Kurt Warner. Everybody else either said he's not coming back or he's really Mm -hmm. not happy with the Green Bay Packers. um, And they're not sure if that relationship is salvageable. I am still at this point ranking players as if Aaron Rodgers will be a member of the Green Bay Packers. Like I'll give you an example where I've, I've certainly got a difference opinion is with Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson is a top five quarterback in fantasy all day long, but based on the situation that's going on right now, I've got him like 
20th or 22nd. Oh, at yeah, quarterback he can't be a star. Because yeah. I don't think he's going to, you, know, you have to draft him as a QB2 if you draft him at all, because right. I don't know if he's going to play this year. If he plays, I don't know where he's playing and mm-hmm. I don't know how long he's playing. So, I mean, with Rodgers, I guess I want to I want to try to be positive, but I, I just heard a lot of reports that suggest you know Rodgers is he doesn't need to come back. That report about him turning down that money that that emanated a, a few months ago, and it was yeah. kind of like recycled news because it's the the big you know. The well, let, let's put it this way. Let me let me put a point blank. Rodgers uh, on the Packers versus Rodgers on the Broncos. Where is he in the top ten rankings QB wise? I, I don't think he Fantasy. moves. Honestly, I don't think he, he doesn't moves. Move. To, wow. Maybe a spotter. Look, uh, you know, you've got you've got your top five guys at the position, right? I mean, the, those guys are not going to move. You know, mm-hmm. Dak's up there, Kyler's up there, Mahomes is up there, Josh Allen's up there, Lamar Jackson. I didn't hear Big Ben's name. It, and then it's must be sorry, mistake. pal. And, and then yeah. right, but I do have a cowboy in there. And then mm-hmm. it, it's sort of like you know, based on your opinion. But Rodgers in Green Bay obviously is you know, he's going to be six seven somewhere in that area. But if he goes mm-hmm. to Denver. They've got really good weapons. It's just a case of, of him learning the offense and gaining a rapport with those guys. Sure. And I think he can probably do that pretty quickly because he's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's been in the league a long time. And they'll they'll certainly build that offense around him without question. Uh, but I don't know that he's going to the Broncos because I don't think the Packers are going to trade him. I think he's either playing in Green Bay or he's not playing. That's exactly what I've been saying well, for months. Well, yeah. let me say this. Uh, I think, in fact, Rodgers would be better – on the Broncos from a fantasy perspective, huh. his chances of winning a Super Bowl go down significantly, which is perhaps why he ultimately says like, yeah, all right, I hate uh, the front office, but this is my best chance of, of winning the Lombardi this year is to go to the Packers. So I'm just going to do that one last try. But from a fantasy perspective, if he's on the Broncos, don't get spooked. In fact, get excited and go get him because unless they give up Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy or Noah Fant, which in exchange, think, which which would be the funniest thing of all, would be like, all right, yeah. Rodgers, you want to get traded, we'll trade you. Give us Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant, and then all of a sudden it's like, now yeah. I don't have receivers again, yeah, and now the Packers <laughs> finally do have receivers. Um, well, what do you mean he'd be better? What well, I know yeah, because I mean, they I mean, cut him loose. He was the QB two last year. There was yeah, one right. guy better than him last season. Yeah. That's it. I just think they would cut him <laughs> loose and, and say like, all right. With uh, with Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon and everything else, and this is a way we're going to win football games and and be a Super Bowl contender. The the Broncos would be liberated from some of those concerns at least. They'd be in shootouts mm. against the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Raiders six times, literally, and those would all be shootout games. Um, Aaron Rodgers would be incented to, of course not turn around and hand the ball off he'd be slinging it around and at this stage in his career instead of that's got to be something to do with obviously last year went better for him in Lafleur's system but he resented you could tell in year one having to be playing in a structured way after so many years of being liberated I think he would return to that with the Broncos like yeah Rodgers you're 30 you're 38 years old we trust that you know how to run an offense go do it go have your fun fella I bet you he'd light it up uh, statistically, I don't know how many games they would win, but you know, in that yeah, division, maybe. but I think he'd be a better fantasy player for you. Interesting. What about Michael? The other uh, piece of news, Cam Akers, this bummed me out. I mean, bummed yeah, me too. Out. It should be me a sports too. out. Um, they're talking about Darrell Henderson. Is it Daryl? It's Darrell, right? I'm saying it right. Darrell Henderson. You know, I've heard it said either way. Yeah. So I don't know where this moves him up in the uh, rankings, but they talk about going out and getting someone. I don't, 
think they can get anyone better than him, right? Maybe on par. And uh, where do you have Henderson in your rank? I mean, he's gone, right? Achilles means you're gone for the year. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's that's a that's an injury where you got to be worried about you know the first year back too, mm. and how yeah. much explosiveness you leave on the operating room table. I mean, Akbar, who Dave and I worked with for years over at the NFL Network, he had an Achilles tear, and he said it was brutal to come back from. Uh, and you know, Akbar isn't a running back, so we'll see uh, what happens with Acres. But as far as Henderson goes, I've got him twentieth at running back right now. Mm. That's where he is. He's an RB two. If you remember last year in the first half. I mean, he got a lot of touches. A lot of folks out there, including myself, yeah. thought it was going to be Acres. He got banged up, and he really didn't become uh, the guy that the Rams hoped they had drafted until later on in the season and in the playoffs. And Acres was, I think, 12th among running backs in my ranking. So Henderson at 20. Uh, he's in that David Montgomery, Mike Davis, you know, Miles Gaskin kind of tier. Uh, I like him. I just don't know that he can be a featured back. Like he got banged up a little bit last season, too. And right now, the Rams behind him on the depth chart. I mean, you're talking about what Xavier Jones, who was an undrafted uh, free agent last year. Uh, they've got Jake Funk. Love the name. Uh, mm -hmm. But he was a late round pick uh, in the 2021 NFL draft. There's guys available out there. Like The first name that comes to mind is Todd Gurley. But they're still paying Todd Gurley from yeah. when they traded him. I don't know if they want to put an active contract on that. Uh, Jordan Rodrigue from The Athletic wrote a great column about that. And then, you know, Duke Johnson's out there, you know, Le'Veon Bell, Dave, I don't think, I think he's, he's done at this point. I don't know that they want to go down that road. They could maybe trade for Sony Michelle uh, or they, or they promote from within, but I, I think the Rams have to make a move. And I think they will ultimately sign a veteran. I mean, Adrian Peterson is still out there, right? He still yeah. had a pretty good season, even though he's in his mid thirties um, with, a, with Detroit. The, the one thing I worry about though, is that whoever comes in, how big of an effect will that runner have on the touches that Daryl Henderson has? Because I don't think Daryl Henderson is a 20 touch a game guy. I don't know that yeah. he's an 18 touch a game guy. He is a guy who is going to make his hay, as Dave always likes to say on uh, explosive plays. And so yeah. Yeah. I don't know how many touches he'd get per game, even if the Rams don't make any moves, but he's an RB two right now. It just occurred to me, Shaq, maybe this is Matt Stafford's doing. Maybe they talk Lions hadn't had a good running back, 1,000-yard back since uh, 1932 or something. Maybe he's bad luck for running backs, Matthew Stafford, right? Is it possible? It makes sense. He's got, listen, he came from Georgia, from University of Georgia, right. running back, a real running back, you, mm -hmm. and yet those guys aren't as productive at Georgia as they are in the pros. I think there's uh, I actually wrote a, I wrote a column uh, at SI. I called it the curse of Barry Sanders. And mm. ever since Barry Sanders retired, you know, the Lions have drafted a number of running backs, including several in the top three rounds. Oh, yeah. And nobody's panned out. I mean, you know, they've had maybe one decent season fantasy wise, you know, like Kevin Jones or Kevin Smith, Javid Best, for example. But none of those guys that they drafted actually really made a long term uh, prominent impact in fantasy, yeah. which is why I'm a little bit concerned about this DeAndre Swift, because Dave knows I love trends. And uh, when you get uh, another back in the mix in Jamal Williams that your offensive coordinator calls a classic A back, that concerns me somewhat. All right, I want to ask you about one player, but I'm going to whisper because I don't want to check to hear because, you know, we're competitors. But we talked running backs and we talked Denver before. And they have, you know, Melvin Gordon, mm -hmm. Mike Boone, and Javante Williams. I like this Javante Williams. Yeah. UNC back. So does over Eddie seven Spaghetti. Yards. 
Oh, really? Kevin Hench yelled at him for bringing oh, up Javante no. Williams. You're not supposed to hear this. You're not supposed to. Hear I this. heard it all. He's I like over. Williams too. I like him a hell of a lot more next year when Gordon, uh, I assume, is not going to be on the roster. He's in the last year of his contract. Uh, again, name drop. Sorry, guys. I had Melvin Gordon on my show a few weeks ago, and he was actually great as a guest. And mm-hmm. he said everything right. He said, you know what? Uh, I'm going to help this kid because I want to be a leader like other running backs have been leaders for me. When I came into the league, he mentioned Danny Woodhead. And he also said that this lit a fire under him. He's only 28. He is coming off a year where he had a career high in yards per rush. And so he's not washed up. It's not like he's, you know, in his early to mid thirties and the guy is done. It's not like he's Le'Veon Bell. He's still got gas left in the tank. He's not going to just give that starting job up. The scenario that I've heard a lot from Denver beat riders is that Gordon will enter the season as the starter. Ultimately in the second half of the season, Williams will, you know, somewhat Mm. usurp him and end up being the guy. But as long as Gordon's healthy, I don't see him being knocked out of this backfield mix altogether. To be quite honest with you, I think he's going to get his touches. I have Williams ranked a few spots higher than Gordon. Uh, Mm. Obviously as a fantasy analyst, you love the upside. You love what he did in college. He, He drew a lot of comparisons to Nick Chubb and we all know how good he is. But I don't think Javante Williams' breakout season is coming until 2022. Uh, but again, he has certainly got a higher ceiling than Gordon. But Gordon's not giving up touches uh, willingly. Let's put it that well, way. Well, let me just say this, uh, Sal, now that I know you're on Javante Williams. And uh, in Maybe our I'm auction league, he's going to go Maybe. for $60, yeah. $70 uh, probably now <laughs> to, with, with Sal's and Piratore <laughs> Fabianos. Um, I feel like um, that... The Broncos are that they're not going to be running the ball a lot, though, right? But Melvin Gordon, that the the bottom line is, is I'm trying to think about this in late July. Is we should really the takeaway is we should wait to do all our fantasy drafts until we see Rodgers and Watson and what right. the Rams do to fix running back, right? Because if you Watson do it now, what, what are you going to hear about Watson that's going to make you want him at this? I point. don't know. There's I don't. Not, is he going to play? That they can come up with. No, is he going to play? Because what if you draft him now? Like if, to be if your, he's going to play, is he your starting crazy. quarterback in any scenario? Like a, maybe a 19 team league or something. I don't know. I guess I, but but also like you say with the Rams, like if if Melvin Gordon moves, that would sure. be something. If Sony Michelle, he suddenly becomes a very attractive borderline, not just guy to add to your roster, but perhaps to become your number one running back. If he lands in L.A. in Sean McVay's yeah. system, that would be uh, dynamite. Right? Oh no one. What, what's the earliest draft date, Michael? Uh, I mean, uh, no one Dude. should be doing a draft in July. We're, we're three in- no, injuries no, no, no. away. I mean, we're three roster spots. Ball. Yeah. yeah, best ball is a different thing, but I'm, I'm yeah. thinking mid-August at the earliest, earliest at right. the earliest. I'd rather have my drafts all after the preseason is over. And I mean, I have, I mean, Dave knows this, right? I mean, I have a ton of drafts in the two weeks leading up to the kickoff game. And so yeah. I'm going to have a lot of drafts like the first week of September because, uh, it, you know, the, the kickoff is a little bit later um, this season. So I'm going to have, prob- I'll probably say, at least 70% of my drafts will be in that, that week and a half before kick. I don't yeah. want to draft before that because I don't want to get burned. I mean, imagine it's happened in the past. Imagine you, you, you draft, for example, you know, Christian McCaffrey, number one overall. And in the last preseason game, he twists his ankle. We're not sure how long he's going to be out. You're like, damn, I, yeah. I, I want to have, I want to have all the knowledge. I, I want to know if Sean Watson's playing football. I want to know where I want to know if Aaron Rodgers is playing football. There's a domino effect with both of those players. And I want to have all those injuries, uh, you know, 
in the rear view, any injuries that are going to happen and they're going to happen. I want to know about it before I'm doing any kind of yeah, significant. It's not fair. Plans. It's too early. I don't even know why we had you on in late July. I have no Here's idea. a multi pronged well, I'll come back one. on in August, man. <laughs> one question, but with multi with uh, with multi multi prongs coming off of it. No kidding. Outside the top ten. That's right. The the, the <laughs> outside the top ten at each position, a guy who is going to finish in the top ten. Quarterback, go. Oh, good. That's good. But, well, so can I have a guy who's ranked eleventh on my list right now? Yes. I, I'm That's outside go, the top go, 10. I'm going to go deep cuts here. I'm going to go deep cuts here. Go ahead. So it'll be a little bit, a little bit kind of sleeperish. Um, I, I've got Burrow. That's not a deep cut, but I've got Burrow outside of my top sure 10. It I is. Top 10. Uh, he, he averaged 17 points a game last year. I think he's going to be very good. Now he's got this guy, Jamar Chase. So I could say, uh, I, I could say Burrow at running back. I mean, Dave, there's so many good ones. Right. I mean, I don't have Najee Harris in my top 10. I think I have a maybe 11. Really? I Why? Say. You say there's so many good ones. I saw you rank David Montgomery. was like, I, I hated David Montgomery last I year. Have I guess he had the last few like games. Oh, I have like all 19. these guys I don't, disappoint so much. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I yeah, no, I don't love Montgomery. I just wrote a column on SI yeah. about why you might want to avoid him. But here's the thing. <laughs> he's already coming at a built-in discount. Everybody in the industry is yeah. down on him. And so he's right. like a fourth round pick. So at that point, I'll take him in the fourth round because he's my, he's my score. RB too. He's they my RB. Well, but, but your your list is fraudulent if you don't have Najee Harris in your top ten. And I'm not saying that as a Steelers fan. You know he's gonna. You know I, one I, guy. One thing 11. that is dependable right is there. that that guy's gonna get a ton of touches <laughs> this year. Oh no! Right? Get, yes, he's absolutely gonna get a ton of touches. There's no question about that. I, listen, 11's pretty damn good, Dave. I mean, okay. I, the guys I have ahead of him. You know, well, now Jones, I know you're you know, bidding over. I mean, he's a $90 player for you, Shaq. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shaq's going to he's gonna blow his entire wad on Najee Harris. At, at wide receiver, like CeeDee Lamb. But I have CeeDee Lamb ranked really high. <laughs> he's just outside of my top 10. I don't I don't think a guy like Jamar Chase can be a top 10 player. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he were close uh, because hmm. of the built-in relationship he's got with Burrow and the fact that the Bengals – I mean, they were, what, third in plays per game last year. They're, they're up there in the top three in pass attempts per game when Burrow was the quarterback. So uh, Chase could end up being a, a, a star. Uh, but I, I really do like C.D. Lamb a whole heck of a lot, and, and that's that's not an unpopular opinion. Right. At tight end, I mean, I, I probably – like, the tight end position is so thin. If I, if I want to pick a guy who's outside my top ten who I think could be in the top ten, probably I, I would go with, like, a guy like Irv Smith, Jr., um, in Minnesota with no I like Kyle that Rudolph a great deal. Dang, uh, I, I'm sorry really you mentioned good, him. He had a late season four game stretch where he was in the top four or five tight ends. Uh, so I, I do like him to see some more targets as well. But, uh, you know, there's there, there's there's always so many guys that come out of nowhere. And I think that's where you got to try and find uh, you know, like a Tua Tunga Valoa. I think he can end up being a really good fantasy quarterback this season with the weapons they had, he was at a huge disadvantage last year right. uh, coming off the injury, no preseason COVID, all that kind of stuff. And now he's got even more weapons in the passing game. You know, two is a guy that I think Trey sermon in San Francisco, if things work out well for him, mm. he could end up being the guy. I love Raheem Mostert, but he hasn't been durable. And Jeff Wilson Jr.'s out for the first couple of months of the season. So uh, sermon could be a guy that uh, that ends up you know busting out and having uh, having a bigger yeah. impact than maybe we expect. Yeah, we were talking Ram- on Fox Bet Live Rams versus Forty uh, Nines because I think they have the same over under win total like ten and a half. I'm like, well, I like the Rams coach better. I like their quarterback better. There's no controversy. I like their defense better. The only team to not allow three hundred points last year. Um, 
And I like their running back better. And then freaking 12 hours later, Cam Akers tears <laughs> his Achilles. But now you're right with Sermon and all this guy, Mostert. It really, 49ers could put it together. I forgot. And who the hell is the last place team in that division in real football terms? Good luck figuring that one out. Who's, be, who's last right? place out of those four teams? So, so if you believe Cardinals that Kyler Murray was, was injured the last month, like, yeah, yeah, you can make a really good case for the, the Arizona Cardinals. All those really could flip flop. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael, thank you for coming on. I mean, this is great. Will you lend us? We're going to have you on again in uh, in August when things get yep. uh, really close to the nitty gritty there. But will you lend us one of those trophies? It's very sad that we don't have a trophy. Every yeah, here, year, maybe you just lend us one. Here. Why is it go, sad? Well, it's sad to know, but you don't get you. It's not you. Not the only person who one. would be sad. Wow. Who's that? Lemmy. This is the Vinnie Paul. Uh, Vinnie was in the Allison Chains League for years before he passed away uh, a few years ago. So ah. we, we've got this trophy dedicated to him. Damashek, look at look at all the, the winners on here, pal. You see that? Let me see. Big, big fancy there. names. There's only yeah. one name on our trophy. It's not so nice. It just says <laughs> Damashek over and over again. <laughs> Those people have all been canceled. Dane Cook. I, I will know. get oh, you. I will get you guys a trophy. Yeah. Just let me know what you want because I got. Okay. I, I gotta, I'll I choose it. it. Trophy smack. Just well, my well, face. It's just a big picture <laughs> of me. That's what yeah. it is. Well, we need one with a, uh, what do you call it? Like a, a, a tracking device for sure. And maybe like handcuffs. <laughs> I don't know what we do. Uh, thanks so much, Michael. Yes, Fantasy Dirt on Sirius XM Fantasy. Michael Fabiano, you did it again. Thanks for coming on, pal. See you, pal. All right, there he is, Sheck. Pretty good. Look at that. All those trophies. I, we, we got so caught up in the football talk, I didn't even get to ask his opinion on whether or not the Yankees are finished and if they're finished, if people are alive. We had Nick Costos on minus three um, a, a couple days so ago, and he was, he was dynamite. <laughs> and he is a big Yankees fan who I asked him about, like, if you've decided as a Yankees fan that your goose is cooked, that you have no shot, then... If you do that, then you're not. You shouldn't be watching the games anymore. And and he wants. And he goes into this, this like five minute long attack on the Yankees. And he's like, yeah, I love them though. Yeah, they're they're my team. Like it, it, <laughs> it, it, it was a great one. But um, yeah, there's uh, Fabiano. That's the only one that makes sense for him. He's from the tri-state. At least it makes sense he would embrace the Yankees. Ah, oh, he's a good enough fella. I mean, he's endured a lot of bad teams with Cowboys and Yankees, and not as much with the Yankees. But yes, cow and anyone who could stick around as a Cowboys fan for all this time deserves some points. But we don't. Football's not for a while. We have okay. baseball and check. We have the Olympics. And FanDuel Sportsbook is hooking new users up with an epic Olympic bonus. Just place your first bet of at least $10 on any Olympic sport and get a $100 bonus. Bet at least $20 and you'll get a $200 bonus. That's a bonus up to $200 regardless of the outcome of the bet. Yeah, there you go. We're going to give Olympic picks in a second. But remember, you'll get the bonus on any Olympic event, baseball, soccer, track and field, and more when you place your first bet of $10 or more between July 19th and July 27th. Yes, promotions like this are just one of the reasons why I love betting with America's number one sports book. It's easy to use, safe and secure. You have, fa- you have fast payouts. You get paid in as little as 24 hours. That's a day. Come on. Can't do better than that. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app with promo code extra points. Go for the gold today. Promo code extra points. Yesterday, Sheck, I gave out women's beach volleyball gold. Yes, it's going to the U.S. Alex Kleinman and April Ross, six to one odds. Local girls, at least Alex Kleinman is a couple blocks away. I like that. Uh, I will take, I'll give another pick. I'll hear one from you first. What's your Olympic best bet? So, wait, your neighbor? That's basically your neighbor. Yeah. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, Maybe she's like she's like sixty two years old, and she uh, no, no, she's uh, yeah, no, and she only got involved in beach volleyball four years ago, and here they are staring at uh, the gold at six to one odds. Ah, muzzle tough. Well, listen, I'm going to go with uh, one of the very few known entities going into this thing. Um, I'm going to go with the men's U.S. basketball team laying eleven and a half to oh. France. France, so come okay. on, that, uh, pop. Listen, have some dignity. Get your boys to double digit <laughs> defeat. Uh, to defeat these people over there. I mean, come on, the, enough's enough. This it's enough embarrassment with the uh, the pre Olympic games that you played and lost there. But let's let's send a message to the rest of the world of who rules basketball, and uh, do it right out of the gate here. Eleven and a half is uh, is not enough points for France to to uh, to catch up to our heroes. And by the way, with COVID and these mm-hmm. people now being shelved late, doesn't that for real favor? The U.S. because we can afford to lose a player to France. Like, what if they lose one of their few? I mean, how many players does France Ricky even Rubio. have? Yeah. I, oh, France. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different. Yeah, I was thinking. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess. But then this team doesn't show up. Sometimes they're minus three fifty to win the gold medal. Uh, Babyface Joel Solomon wants to take the field. There's no field option on Fandle, but Australia. Oh my second, God! This is I mean, really. You want to bet against the U.S. of A? Babyface, jump in there. Outrageous. I was given untold, I, t- to this day, in fact, a decade Listen. after Sidney Crosby scored the game-winning goal for Canada against the U.S. to claim gold in those Olympics. People still give me crap about that. I was happy to see uh, my favorite player put uh, right. his team over the hump. You want to bet against the U.S.? What Maybe the hell? Ricky Rubio is his favorite player. Maybe you're about to hear it. What is it, Joel? I'm betting against JaVale McGee is what I'm doing, Dave. And you know what? When Sidney Crosby came back that game for the Penguins, they gave him a goddamn standing ovation. And that is what Americans do because he plays for the Pittsburgh Penguins. (laughs) All right. Well, what that has to do with you betting (laughs) against old glory, I don't know. But all right. Oh, because this team is just saying, let me help you out here, Joel. Dane Cook won a fantasy football trophy. Anything's possible. I think that's what you're saying, right? <laughs> is that what you're saying? It is profiting the, overshores <laughs> off seas. You're 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 a, a traitor to our nation. I, I'm gonna go. We discussed handball the other day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, this was an Olympic event since 1972. It's been around for uh, 50 years. This I didn't know that. When you think thought it was more recent, I don't I, remember. Well, I want to predict now yeah. that team handball will soon be the fifth major sport in America. <laughs> now, I remember that people always said that about soccer, and then they said right, that right, about right. Uh, NASCAR. Actually, it's kind of come true now with soccer, but okay. Well, the fact that there it's 50 years and we haven't... I, I'm, I'm jumping on Spain, 3-1 to one to win the gold medal. They reached the semifinals of the 2021 World Men's Handball Championship. Everyone knows this. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Uh, you think they'll lose to Denver in gold medal game? No, they won't. The captain, Raul Entrerios, he's retiring... What a send-off this would be. He's going to coach the club team. Veron Moros is there. Teammate, you think they'll be denied? No way. Spain, 3-1, to one, gold medal, and handball. See? Now I have something to root for. And go to fandle.com slash extra points and put money on Spain to win the gold. And what did you say? U.S. minus 11.5? That's a Sunday. That's an early Sunday game, I think, right? Yep. Um, bad news, though, Sal. I'm Go sorry ahead. you already made your wager on that because uh, Giannis and his brother have just agreed to play team handball for Greece. What? So, yeah, oh, it's no. over for you, pro- very likely. 
It feels oh, like one yeah. of those sports you could definitely just pluck a couple of guys. Uh, you know, Giannis could swing the whole thing, right? I'm, I'll give you that. Uh, soccer and all, some of these others, you, you, uh, I think there's a little more technique involved or something foreign to um, the game that they're um, familiar with. But team handball, maybe people could figure out. You think right in, though? I don't know if you could put someone right in there. Uh, well, I don't. If you, it depends. If the U.S. added Javante Williams, apparently mm-hmm. uh, they would probably win gold. Oh, oh yeah! bidding up Javante Williams. There you he go. His hands. You see that, everybody? Me and spaghetti. All right, there you go. Uh, that's enough, I think. We've done an hour here. Joel Solomon, good point, bad point. Dave Damaschek, good point today. You could go to the University of Michigan, become one of uh, the great running backs to ever go there, or go to a school like. Indiana, go to Bloomington, become the number one guy, the all-time leading rusher, like Oregon State. This is a good idea. Okay. Man, I didn't care for the shot at uh, Hoosier football or we're a Big Ten powerhouse, if you haven't heard. But all right. Give him the bad point then, Joel. Just add that. I will also give him. Yeah, I also give the bad point that uh, we're going to remember these NBA playoffs for injuries. I mean, there's injuries every season. I mean, the the 2019 Mm. NBA Finals – Clay and and KD got hurt. Uh, I'm sure the, his fantasy football team has won maybe because of injuries. Uh, there's injuries every yes. season. These That's were, for damn sure. These are a great NBA playoffs. That's for damn sure. Uh, all right, Shaq, let's give them another pick here, the fans. They deserve it. I think we went 0-2 the other day. I had the Cubs. They were yeah, terrible. Who did you have? You have like had the, the over and the Pirates game. It was like Pirates and Snakes game. Yeah, they didn't yeah. get over. The, you, had, you had the runs to push us over the uh, the total of nine and a half with right. uh, in the person of Adam Frazier, who may soon be wearing a Metropolitan's uniform by uh, oh. some of the rumors out there, Sal. But um, yeah, at the bases loaded, but he struck out. So uh, we didn't get that. <laughs> I'm going to give you for today, though, MLB. Let's not live life in the rear view mirror. Let's look ahead. Um, this one, courtesy of our mutual pal, Kevin Hench, mm. um, he has pointed it out and it is looming large. Now, when you see Garrett Richards on the hump for the Red Sox, assume a loss there, Robbie Ray pitching for the, for the Jays has been mm. good. Um, especially of late ergo Jays minus a run and a half at, uh, minus one Oh two feels like a good play today. Robbie Ray is, uh, Harry, our friend, Harry's guy. He was talking about it at the party all the whole night. Robbie Ray, this Robbie Ray, that I'm surprised you didn't hear that. All right. Blue Jays. You're going blue Jays. Yeah. There's not much left. There's just baseball. I'm going Astros minus a run and a half over the Cleveland Indians. Eli Morgan, the rookie one and three, seven eighty six ERA. For Cleveland, Astros hitting close to 300 off the guy and just doing well in general. And then you have Lance McCullers on the Astros side has allowed three earned runs or fewer in 14 of his first 15 starts. Give me the Strohs, minus one and a half. They win six to three. Those are our picks. We'll put them up. Go with them. Go against them. One thing you should go with, Eddie Spaghetti's $5 dinger yes. Tuesday. He hit it again, Shaq. What's with it's this an guy? amazing role. It really is an amazing role. What would you say, Spaghetti? We should get the proper stats on this, but I think you have hit on five of your last six Tuesday Dinger home run calls here. Is that right? Is that does that sound right to you? Yeah, I've hit on. Well, I hit John Carl yesterday. I know I hit Otani. I hit Gary Sanchez before. I'm pretty sure I gave it a DJ LeMahieu pick that hit. Yep. And mm, I'm forgetting if, uh, if well, what happens if the Yankees don't play on a Tuesday? I mean, I, <laughs> I think I'm trying to forget if I know I gave out another Red Sox pick, I gave a Mets pick once too. He did. I, 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 I he's go gone out of his think. way to say I don't want to just go Yankees, and he has a couple of times. Oh, Tani, 
Well, okay. But I mean, it's the best bet in sports right now. Following, uh, following Eddie Spaghetti on a Tuesday for five dollars, uh, you collect big bucks. I'm quite afraid though. Like I said, like I, I think it's a, a higher power <laughs> channeling me. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what's going oh. on. Like I have these special powers that I did not ask for, but it's, right. it's a wild ride. Okay, good. We'll jump <laughs> do on the, the Spider-Man ride. speech about great responsibility. <laughs> do you want to see if you can stretch it into a Wednesday? <laughs> I love it. Well, either way, we'll look forward to it next week. Shaq, you have minus three. You had it. Uh, yeah, you had a good one yesterday. And you have one coming up with uh, Kevin Hench on Thursday. No, there's no basketball talk. I mean, we're no, we're getting ready. Well, listen, we're getting ready for pro football yep. in the only way any person can. And that's picking uh, season win totals for team. Nick Costos, like we say, joined us to do the NFC East and the AFC East. A lot of fun hearing where uh, where we come down there on um who's going to win those things i you know what fabiano mentioned them too i'm getting closer and closer to making the miami dolphins my pick to win the afc really? over the buffalo wow. Bills this year i don't know i have them third interesting all hmm. right we'll take a look that'll be fun lots of football talk on up college football 30 days or 35 days away we're right there right there very close all these athletes getting rich all these sec quarterbacks who are not going to make the pros are uh banking a million dollars they're going to stay in school it's unbelievable but a reminder to everyone out there, even though you may feel like underdogs, please remember you're all my favorites.